So this morning we are talking about uh, us as being knit together as a community of Tswane Central. So we are talking about linked, but today we are talking about being linked, that we are knit together. We are knit together. You know, when you are knit together, we explain the difference between being joined and being knit together. Now, today we are going to talk so much about the importance of relationships. You know, uh, what links us together is relationships. So, a human being, the way that God has created us is that he has created us with this inherent need for connection. Every one of us, you know, if you lived on your own, no matter how much money you would have, you could have a yacht. Can you imagine cruising the seas on a yacht on your own? And, you know, flying in a private jet on your own, riding a G-Wagon without a wife and friends. You know, staying in a big, beautiful house, but on your own. You know, because we were meant for connection, when we have these beautiful relationships with people, we are happier. We become better people. So as humans, you know, we were designed as relational beings. You know, there's a lady called um, uh, Maria, Maria, Zalafis, you know, I can't pronounce the, I think she's Jewish or something. Zalavitz, yeah, Zalavitz. She said that babies who are not held, nozzled, and hugged enough can actually stop growing. Did you know that if a baby was born in the hospital and nobody touched it, nobody it played with it and everything and was just left on their own. There's a very big possibility they are going to have a very serious emotional issue as they grow up. And she says that sometimes they may even stop growing. And if the situation lasts enough, that baby could actually even die. So you can imagine the importance of touch, you know, we take for granted the importance of that connection that we have with other people. You know, if you, if no matter how great your life is, if you can't celebrate it with other people, you can't enjoy whatever it is that your life has uh, turned out to be. So, why do you think relationships are important? The first thing, you know, is that people that have healthy relationships tend to be happier than people that don't have great relationships. People that have great relationships are more satisfied than the people that don't have great relationships. You know, if, if, if you have friends that are real friends, I'm not talking about shallow relationships, but I'm talking about deep kind of relationships with friends, I can tell you, you feel happier than the person who doesn't have. I know that because most of the times we are very, very busy people, and sometimes we don't intentionally 
meet with people. But I have discovered that there are two things that I have discovered uh, uh, over the years that most of the times bring people together. It forces people together. It's a wedding and a funeral. And you see, you will discover that most of the times when you go to a funeral, you are going to meet a lot of people that you don't normally meet. And then you realize that that time after the burial, when you go out, you eat, and you sit around the table, you know, you sit around with friends and you start chatting, you discover that that is the time that you are able to know who your friends are. The same thing as well happens at a wedding. You know, when somebody's getting married, you know, and uh, you go out, you know, and after they have married, maybe they have even gone, and then you, dis you, you, you remain behind, and you sit, and then you start chatting. You can see, uh, when you go home, you even feel lighter. You know, you even feel lighter. It is also said that people that have great relationships, they are more likely not to have physical and mental illnesses. So some of us, we are sick because we don't have friends. And your medicine is if you could just get a few friends, that arthritis will leave you. <laughs> I'm telling you that. Some of us, the illnesses that we are going through, it's just because... We, we, we don't have times when we can sit with people without working, without talking about work and all these heavy things, but just chatting and laughing and having a great time. That in itself is very good medicine for your body. Mentally as well, some of us are so angry. And the reason why we are so angry is do you even remember when was the last time that you laughed? Like, like really, really laugh. You know, if you have good friends, you will know that most of the times you talk nonsense and then you laugh and when you go home, you feel much, much better because the, the, the world, you know, the, you, for, for a moment, the weight of the world just is lifted off your, your, uh, your shoulders. You know, I, I know some of my friends like that. You know, uh, when we come together, you know, and then we just laugh, and then we just joke, and then we just, you know, and, and when you go home, you know, you sleep light. You know? It's also said that when you have great relationships, you have this sense of worth. You know, there's a very good sense of worth because if you are among people that make you feel like a somebody, then you have that sense of worth because these people, when you are with them, they don't make you feel like you are a nobody. These people make you feel that you are worth something. You know, and if you can have good relationships like that, you know, you feel belonging and you feel less alone. You know, you, you, you really feel great to be alive. And that is why, you know, uh, we're doing this series because we really want to encourage people to deliberately nurture these kinds of relationships. And that is why, you know, we do these love communities because it's in the love communities that we can start to create such, you know, uh, important relationships. Now, 
Relationships, I have just broken them down into three types. The first stage where you can get or the, the beginning point, you know, of relationships is a gathering like this one. You know, this is the first stage where we develop relationships in a gathering. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, I'll read from the Passion Translation. It says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, you should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. So you will discover that in the gathering, when you come together like this, you know, even if you were going through such a difficult time during the week, but just because you were part of a gathering like this, you start to feel a little bit different. However, in a place like this, you don't make very deep relationships. In a place like this, you make what we call acquaintances. These are people that you know, but the relationship is not very deep. You know them, but the relationship is shallow. But these are good people. They will attend your funeral if they don't have something they are doing. They will, they will come to your wedding if they don't have something that they are doing. Because they are your acquaintances. They know you at church. So, the, the, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's a beginning point. When you show up in places like this, people see you a few times, and they hear that you're getting married, then they're going to show up if they have time. <laughs> are you seeing what I mean? If your cousin, you know, passes away, they will tell you, I would have loved to come. But you know, in Soweto, there's a party that I was invited to. Of my, my friend's son who is turning 21. Are you seeing the difference? So it, it, is, it is a very good space for the beginning of great relationships. But the relationships that you form in a gathering like this are not very, very deep. You need to go one step deeper. Can somebody say go deeper? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, I am going one step deeper. You know? So, 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 I encourage people to attend gatherings. You know, attend gatherings, attend weddings, attend funerals, attend church, attend, you know, all those places where you find a lot of people. You never know because in those places, that is the beginning point where you are going to find people. Sometimes if you are very lonely at home on your own, try to find a meaningful gathering where you can meet other people. That is stage one. Stage number two. Stage number two is groups. So there's a gathering and then there's a group. 
You know, in a small group, people move from just being acquaintances to being friends. So in Romans chapter 12, verse 5, the Bible says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of the Son. Now, this is what I was telling you that we're talking about being knit together. You see, when you are in a crowd, in a gathering like this, you are joined together. Like in a church, we are all joined together. But when we're talking about in a group, we are knit. You know the difference between knitting and, 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 and joining? When something is joined to another, they maintain their individuality. But when you knit something together, what happens is that there, there is a mingling of things. Things go together like, like, like this, this, this uh, jacket that I am wearing. It, 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 it was neat. There, there are things. That's, that is why it's very difficult for you to just break. You will break a lot of things. You will not just break one thing. Because when, 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 when you are neat together, you create what is called a tapestry. <laughs> English. <laughs> a tapestry <laughs> you, know, you create a tapestry <laughs> you know where, where is my uh, baby where is my uh, that thing yeah thank you very much so you see a tapestry is, is different from uh, uh, just things that you join together you know, when you join things together, you can see that thing is blue, that is green, that is yellow, and that is whatever. You see, because all the individual, everything maintains its individual characteristics. But when something is knit together, the yellow and the blue and the green and everything, they just mingle together. So when you are in a small group, that starts to happen with people. And that is why you discover that in a small group, People start to become very, very close to each other. We get to know each other just beyond the superficial. In a gathering like this, you know somebody, oh, she drives a BMW 3 Series. And I know she likes to wear a blue dress to church. No, she's got a daughter who is in grade one? You know, her father, you know, I was told the father is in Limpopo. And the mother, I'm told, passed away about 14 years ago. Th those are superficial things. You know, in a crowd, if you remain in the crowd for a long time. But when you are in a group, they start to know, oh, she doesn't like one, two, three things. Because they were there very close when you didn't like that. So when you are in a group, you start to know that there are people that eat pap as a salad. <laughs> I was told, <laughs> yes, other people, you get to know that they also eat a lot of meat. And when they want a salad, 
they eat pork. So these, these are details about people. You also know where they like to shop. You, you, at that level, the relationships move from an acquaintance to a friend. Now, you even know their father's birthday. You even know where the father and the mother live. Actually, sometimes you could have even gone there. I remember myself one time, uh, uh, one of the girls here at our church passed away, and we went to the Eastern Cape to bury the, uh, the young lady, and uh, there was a team of about nine or ten young people that went to a, dealer, a, a place where they rent cars, they rented themselves a small bus, and they drove the whole night going to a funeral in Eastern Cape because she was part of their small group. They knew this girl. She was not just part of the gathering. Now she became part of them. Are you seeing what I mean? They went there. They slept in that bus. And when the funeral finished, they started driving back to Pretoria. Do you know why? Because that is what is called friendship. So, you as a person, you as an individual, it is good for you to attend church. But I can tell you, it is even more important that you find yourself a group within the church because that's where you will know people and that is also where you are going to be known. You understand that? Myself, I have some friends. I, I have a friend of mine. The parents are in Mamelodi. So the father and the mother are in Mamelodi, this friend of mine. His father, his father, the father of this friend of mine, thinks that I am his son. Yes. I have my own physical father. But when I am in this, in this, they used, many times I have even attended the society meetings. But I am not in the valley. These guys are in the valleys. I sit there in their meetings where they discuss very, very family-oriented things. And they don't even feel like there is an outsider. Why? Because I am so close to these guys. One of the, one of the daughters of one of my friends comes to this church. And I sit there. And everybody just, they, they have even stopped thinking that I am not even South African. You know why? These guys will do everything. If you guys tried anything here, they will get you. <laughs> I am just joking. But they could, maybe. They know me so well. One time I made a bad decision. And they ganged up, the four of them. And they called me to one of they are off one of the guys is a lawyer. So they called me to his office. They said, Ken, you want us to come to meet? And I go there. I find all the four of them are there. And they start shooting at me. 
and telling me where I have gone wrong. And then this is what they said. But remember, even if you have done that, we are here and we will help you through the process. Do you understand that? It wasn't a sinful decision. It was a career decision that I made, a financial decision that I made, but it created a lot of problems for me and the family, and they heard about it, and they called me, and they put me down, and they said, you don't do stuff like that. Because it is a small group. Other people didn't even know. They just saw me driving and doing all kinds of things, but there was something that because these guys know me, they do that. You need friends and you need relationships like that. Many of us only have shallow relationships. That is why when important things are happening in your life, you can't even call anyone to come and celebrate with you. You got your master's degree. The only thing you did was after the graduation you passed through McDonald's. That's the only place where you had the crowd. Don't do that. That is the time after the graduation there must be a huge party at your house with all your friends that actually know that you snow at night. <laughs> but they are fine. They can tell you that we know you snow but we will still sleep together when we go to a funeral in Limpopo. In the same room, it's not a problem. They tolerate your snoring. Those are good friends. You understand that? People that can tolerate, that know you beyond just the superficial. They just, don't, they just don't know the car you drive, where you stay, the church you go to. No, they don't. They know deeper things about you. They know, actually, what bugs you. They know when you are sad, Everybody can think everything is going fine, but these friends can look at your face and they will be like, Ken, what is going on? What is going on? They will call you out and they will ask you questions. So that is why it's my prayer that us here at Swane Central, we need to start to get into such deeper relationships with people of like mind, people that we can do life with. We call it doing life with people. Because remember, it's not just the difficult times that we need people for. It's also the good times. Gentlemen and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter how great Something is. Me, me, one time I sat on a very, very long flight. I was going to Hong Kong. I sat there in an Emirates. You know, uh, is it Emirates or Emirates? Whatever it is. I sat there. And you know those girls, you know, the ones that wear the dukes. But it's a, it's a stylish duke, you know. It's not that any other duke, but it's the one that flows. And they come and they save you and they do everything. But I was alone. And I missed my wife. And I said to myself, man, this could have been the most beautiful experience if she was with me. You know why? Because no matter how good something is, if you can't share it with somebody, 
it the flavor you know that thing <laughs> you know it, it it loses that thing you know because if, if, if she was there, maybe I would have even been a little bit, you know, uh, assertive when they're giving me the food. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, the food. So that she can see. You see what I mean? But, but when you are alone, it doesn't feel better. So that is why don't just remain in a crowd like this. Go one step deeper. Get a few friends. Become part of a group. You know, here at our church, I've, I've discovered that there are certain groups here at church. And I feel great to have people that are like that. I was told in December, one of the groups, one of the guys, part of their group, left the church. I mean, left Pretoria, and they went to uh, Port Elizabeth. They got a job there. That group, it started off as a marriage uh, we did a marriage, uh, it was a, mar a biblical portrait of marriage, so we did that group together. They became part of a very neat group. These are young married people. Most of them don't have children yet, some of them little kids. And then one of them went to Port Elizabeth to have, um, that's where they're working. In December, they got in their cars and they spent three, four days in Port Elizabeth. You see that? These are great relationships. You know, uh, most of the times, us, uh, my wife and I and the kids, we spend, you know, uh, the new year, we spend it in Limpopo. There's a place in Limpopo where they even know us now when we show up there. You know, this family where we go. And uh, we go to watch the troops. Together, you know, the one the guy that dance, you know, we watch them together and we spend that morning of the, 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 the new year with this family the brothers, the sisters, the father. The father is 90 years old now, he knows me when he turned 85. He asked for me to go and pray for him. Now he's 90 years old. You know why? Because you have to have friends like that, these are people. That no matter what happens in your life, even when you really make a big mistake, they will acknowledge it's a mistake, but they will not leave you. They will say, we will be with you together in this until you come back to life. Amen. Now, somebody tell me to go deeper. <laughs> there's more. There's one more stage. There's one more stage. You know, in the crowd, it's acquaintances. In groups, small groups, it's people that we are knit together with. These are friends. People that will drive long distances. I, I, I remember, I remember when we had an, a small accident in Botswana and we blew up two tires. And we didn't have one spare because we only have one tire now. And we have to get ourselves sorted out. I got a call from here. Somebody saying, Pastor, can we come to Botswana? How cool is that? How cool is that? That somebody, it, it's a tire. It's, 
I could buy a tire in Botswana, but somebody says, Pastor, can we get a few guys to drive to Botswana right now? That is a great relationship. You need people like that in your life. The third and final stage in a relationship, you know, uh, okay, let me just read this passage of scripture. It says in Proverbs 18, verse 24, it says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But I like the third part. The second part, it says, But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And I have seen this, where your own relatives may not be the ones that are going to come to Botswana when you have a flat tire. But it's people that you have developed relationships with that really know that our relationship with this person really, really means a lot. Now, the third stage is what we call impact relationships. An impact relationship is deeper than a relationship in a group because it happens at a personal, individual level with someone. When you are in an impact relationship, the person becomes not just knit with you, but your destiny is knit together. What you become starts to get affected by the relationship because they influence a lot of things positively in your life. The relationship goes beyond fellowship. It becomes part of who we become. These people become like family. So 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 to uh, 13. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord. I had no rest in my spirit because I did not find Titus, my brother. But taking my leave of them, I departed for Macedonia. Ladies and gentlemen, this is somebody who has gone to preach the gospel and is acknowledging that the gospel I am to preach here, the Lord has opened a door, but my brother is not here and he lives. This is what we call an impact relationship. These are people that when you are with them, you know that your life is going to turn out right. This is a destiny relationship. You need to identify people like that in your life that you can be in an impact relationship with. These are people that are going to help you to make decisions about who you marry. They will make the, help you to make decisions about career. They are going to make you decisions about the family. Some people were meant to be like that in your life. And you have to nurture that relationship. You have to make sure that you protect a relationship like that. These are people 
that are going to open doors for you. When, when, when there's an opportunity and they realize that this is a great opportunity that I can open for somebody and you know what they will do? Immediately your name is going to come to their mind and they will call you up and they will say, there is an opportunity like one, like two, like three. Do you mind to check it out? Why? Because now the relationship has gone into an impact relationship. It has started to impact you. These are people, if you are married, the wife and the husband, they know you that you are friends. The children start to, as, as well, start to become friends with each other. The families, even extended families, they know that that man is a friend to our son. These are people, when you visit a city and your friend is in Pretoria, but you visit Cape Town, you can go and stay at a house of a relative like this because somebody will call and you say, oh, my wife is coming to Cape Town for a meeting. They say to you, she doesn't have to stay in a hotel. Can she come and stay at our house? Those are impact relationships, relationships that are going to change your life. You need a few of those relationships. You need a few of those relationships. You just don't need to be in a gathering. You just don't need to be in a small group. But you also now need to zero it in on a few people that can start to, be, to help you to become what God wants you to become. I told you about that friend of mine whose parents are in Mamelodi. I remember when I was studying, when I knew that this was going to be a relationship beyond just church, it's going to be a relationship just beyond, you know, our fellowship. He called me one time to his office. And he said to me, he says, Ken, he's, because he's very wealthy, so he says to me, Ken, uh, I know that a lot of people ask things from me. They ask money. But I have known you for quite some time. You have never asked money from me. And he says to me, what can I do for you? <laughs> yes. He said to me, what can I do for you? I said to him, I am studying. That time I was doing my bachelor's degree. I said, I am studying. Um, you, can, you can pay for my school. But I will bring, the, I will go to the school. I will get all the details for the accounts and everything. You can pay directly into the, the school account. And for sure, he paid for my school from the time that he started until the time that he finished. When I was finishing my school, the school owed me money. He had paid them more. And over the years, this is 22 years, 22 years, we are still friends. We don't meet often. 
We, we, we don't like every week, you know. We are, no, 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 no. Sometimes months pass. But many times, he would send me a WhatsApp message. How is it going? How is Rebecca and the kids? You know why? Because he knows me deeper and he wants what is good for me. You need relationships like that. Not relationships that are just shallow on the surface. You need to go deeper. You need to get to a place where you would wish for somebody to do better. People that wish when they hear, he heard when I bought my car, my first car. We bought our first car. He called me to celebrate. Not that I went to show him. No. There in Mamelodi at the funeral, he went and showed his friends. He said, this is Ken, my friend. This is his car. He bought a car. You know why? Because he wants what is best for me. So, as, 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 as we do life with people, yes, it's good to be in a crowd like this. You will find friends. You will find people that once in a while will chip in. But you need to go deeper. Get into a small group of people that are going to know you more than just shallow. And then you need a few guys and girls. You know? Some, 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 some people uh, would, 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 would call you and they would say, you know, very, very, very deep things that they can't even tell their parents or their brother. They will call you and say, what do you think about this? Because that is an impact relationship. It is now something that starts to play with your destiny. And don't take relationships like that lightly because these people have such an influence. I want to finish up with this passage of scripture. Acts chapter 9, 26 to 30. It says, And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples there, but they were all afraid of him and did, did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road. And that he had spoken to him. And how he had preached boldly to, at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem. Coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus. And disputed against the Hellenists. But they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. There is an impact relationship. Everybody has said, we don't want this guy. We know what this guy has been up to. We know what he has done in the past. But there is this one guy called Barnabas. He takes him and he pleads his case in front of these apostles. And he says to them, guys, 
You can't do that. I have seen this man. I know this man. This is a good man. If there was no Barnabas, we would not have the New Testament as it is today. Even if it was written by Paul, but the truth of the matter is that it was Barnabas that facilitated the relationship that made Paul to be what he is and what he became. He said he opened a door that is an impact relationship. They wanted to kill him. They rallied around him. And they took him. And they ran away with him. That is an impact relationship. They protected him. Because they realized this is a great guy. This is somebody who is going to add value. To the body of Christ. We can't allow. These Jerusalemites. To kill him. So it's my prayer. That you will take these things. Very very seriously in your life. It's good for us to have a big church. With thousands and thousands of people. Gathering. But let's find a group of people within those thousands that we can do life with. And for a start, join a ministry at church, join a love community. But even in that love community, even in that small group, find some people. Find some people. I, 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 even here at church, there are certain people whose, whose lives now have started my life is starting to become an impact relationship with them. There's a lady here at church who is an HR specialist. She does a lot of HR in her work. But because she knows that I have certain skills on how to identify the right people on a team, she says to me, I am interviewing people at work. Can you send me a few things that I should do so that I don't miss the right people? I am her pastor. I am not in the corporate environment, but because she knows. And she's written a book in her book. She has stated it emphatically that I was very instrumental in what she has written in that book. Do you understand that? So now my life is starting to become an impact relationship to her. Who are you impacting positively? Who can stand like I have done right now to say that that person think that her destiny is linked to my relationship with them? Many of us sometimes, unfortunately, it's the negative stuff that happens. Because you are in a relationship with somebody, your life is impacting them negatively. You can't do that. Amen? You can't do that. So do you mind if we can stand? <sighs> Praise the name of the Lord. It's my prayer, ladies and gentlemen, that at 20 Central, 
we are not going to be people that are in shallow relationships. You can't know somebody for a very, very long time. And I was, I was joking with the people, the, 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 was it the leaders or whoever I was joking with, I was saying, you can't have your pastor for eight years, you don't know his birthday. It, that is superficial, that is shallow. You know? You, it's 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 something that it's a the best it's a basic thing. You know, a church of a thousand people. How is it that uh, on my birthday I get two WhatsApps? <laughs> I'm getting worried. Amen. And the other one even missed the date. Mm? We need to develop meaningful relationships for us to be happier for us to be satisfied and for us to have a very very high quality of life you know we we need to be part of a crowd but we need to be part of a small group but we also need a, a very small group of people who we impact and who impact us so, dear Lord, I want to thank you so much for these, your children today. I want to pray and ask in Jesus' name that, Lord, you are going to bless us as a church with relationships that are not superficial, relationships that are deep, relationships that are meaningful. I want to pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, even as we start these love communities that we have just launched, that they're going to be a platform, dear Lord, where meaningful relationships are going to be formed. I pray in Jesus' name that they're going to be platforms, dear Lord, where even impact relationships, dear Lord, will start forming. So I thank you for every leader that has stepped up, dear Lord, to lead these small groups. I thank you for every leader that has stepped up, dear Lord, to lead the different ministries here at church. I want to thank you and bless you and honor you today as I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord.